0: So gun, or how's it going?
1: Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would say okay. I'm going okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All things considered.
1: All things considered, yes. Survived the uh, the snowpocalypse in Texas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anything, any any pipes burst, or any of that? Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Everybody I know has a burst pipe of one kind or another. Um, the, uh, I think the we were, we were luckier than most in that we got, um, uh, we got power back after what well, I think it was like five days yeah, and, uh, and we never lost cold water. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, still do not have hot water reliably. Mm. Um, cause in Texas we have this thing where we have a, most of us have a tankless heaters now. Right. And, uh, and we install them outside.
0: Oh, Really? Okay. Because why?
1: Because why bother? Right. Yeah. It's never going to get that cold for that long.
0: Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway. So now we're short on short on plumbers, and I'm sure that once the plumber shows up, they're going to tell me about the several week lead time on uh, the replacement parts because everybody has exactly the same problem with their tankless heaters, right? So, yeah. I'm sure yeah. It's the same valve for everybody, but uh, anyway, we were lucky. Um, we did get to, uh, have you ever read The Road by Cormac McCarthy?
0: Yes. I saw the movie too.
1: Yeah. So, you know, in that book, they never actually tell you how the world ends.
0: Right. Right.
1: And, uh, and in my mind, in my memory of that book anyway, uh, he talks about not that it wasn't like a single event. It was just like a series of things mm-hmm. that inexorably lead toward the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that was, a, I tell you, you lose your cell phone data, you lose your power, people start losing water. And, uh, and then there's talk of, you know, people standing several hours in line for the uh, grocery store. And you're like, man, I'm, I'm three days from eating these dogs.
0: Yes. Right. Right.
1: So, that so was it a, sounds like
0: you need to like crawl up some with some nice uh, dystopian fiction that like, like change your uh, scenery.
1: Which in fact I did. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, so uh, Kim Stanley Robinson, famous for, uh, for uh, green Mars, blue Mars and red Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, those books here with this book called a uh, ministry for the future. I think it's of the future ministry of the mm-hmm. future. Um, mm-hmm which is a kind of it's a fun little it's a fun quick read it's a fun examination of what it would actually take to uh to address climate change kind of holistically right so uh if you had a un agency with a modest budget what levers could they pull in order to affect some some deep and meaningful change and some of it is like deeply silly like i i I think audibly rolled my eyes when when we started talking about blockchain but uh (laughs) it was, it was really interesting. It was interesting to hear, uh, you know, climate change, obviously complicated. Um, and, uh, but in order to solve the problem, you kind of have to think past kind of, uh, traditional economics don't really work in the way that you want them to, when you're trying to address climate change. And so this, this book kind of plays with different ideas about how you could change collective behavior, um, Anyway, super interesting, like a really useful way of thinking about things. Um and uh yeah, it was fun. I can recommend it. Ministry for mm. the Future by Kim Stanley Robinson.
0: Yeah, it's it's probably like a lot of the uh does a market factor in like the tragedy of the commons and all that and worrying yeah, about tomorrow right. and you know, is that factored into the market price of things?
1: yeah exactly and that's why so that's the charter for this this hypothetical ministry for the future is that they uh, their, their charter is to worry about um, finding ways of uh, among other things they're responsible for is like pricing in the cost to future generations of decisions that we make now mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah, totally uh, totally interesting and written you know in a in that common style of like lots of short vignettes, um, mm-hmm. so which makes it a very snackable book.
0: So oh, okay. I Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
1: How about you? What's what's uh what's new over there?
0: Yeah, well, speaking of of apocalypses, uh I I'm in the middle of the uh, last LastPass apocalypse of them changing you know, the other pricing and all that stuff and their free tier up and all that. So I was like just revisiting my uh options and uh it's like and at the same time, LastPass, there was a, a discovery that it's like the LastPass app is like phoning home for all kind of, it's collecting all kind of weird information and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I should be looking at alternatives. And I came across Bitwarden, which is pretty awesome. It's pretty much a drop-in replacement. Um, it goes from uh, LastPass being red to Bitwarden being blue. And outside of that, it's like nothing has really changed for me. So it's, it's been pretty great, uh, Oh. One of the things for, like, if you buy up for the the premium version, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, is that it has built-in um, multi-factor authenticate Like, you know how you have, like, Google Authenticator? Mm-hmm. Imagine having uh, that in your password manager at the same time. Where
1: That is nice. So I have yeah. this uh, one password has the same thing. Oh, um, okay. Although only for the time-based tokens, the TOTP right. tokens, right. Um, not for the HOTP, okay. which I don't even know what that stands for.
0: Host, host. There we go. Um,
1: yeah, it has that for the for the time-based tokens. Um, yeah. And I had the same uh, sense of pause. I think that you did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's know, no, that. that that's no longer multi-factor, right? Because if they bust into that, they get your passwords and the one-time password.
1: Uh, that's true. Although it's still something you have. It's just something you have everywhere that you are.
0: Yes. And it's copyable. It is. Yes, that's true.
1: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. although I guess if you think about the threat, like in order to get to those things, you have to get through your kind of master password in the tools. Yes. Yes. And if somebody's got access to your vault and is able and has your master password, then it's game over anyway.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Not if you have multi factor authentication though, right? So it's like if they get a hold if they could bust open to your vault and mm-hmm. they can get your passwords, but they can't get the second factor, they would be kind of foiled.
1: Uh yes. Okay, yes. Fair point. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right.
0: Yeah. And and also, you know, and so it's sort of like I know LastPass has an authenticator that is it's separate. And it's a separate app, and it will—it um, doesn't do a great job synchronizing, but it does uh, uh, automatically back up to the cloud. Basically, all the the seed number that you start out with, so it, mm-hmm. it you know, combines with the time to get the one-time password. But which is nice, and, but it's you know, it's a good way to keep it separate. But uh, right, yeah, yeah, right. But anyhow, I'm a fan of Bitwarden. I'm I'm not doing the multi-factor thing, though. Um, But then, you know, my Remember the Milk subscription lapsed, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should reevaluate my options there. And then it's like, oh, let me try out Google Tasks because it's built into G Suite and, you know, there's advantages to it being integrated. And like, if you look at the app in the Android App Store, it's like a 4.6 out of 5 score. So it's like, yeah, I'll try it out didn't like it. Um, It was a lot too much of the uh, keyboard uh, or not keyboard of uh, a lot of mouse clicking you got to do. And Mm -hmm. the thing I I like about remember the milk is that I could look at all my tasks, no matter what list they're in, you know, Mm -hmm. so whether it's personal or work, you know, it's like, I want to know what I got to do today, whether it's personal or work, and all from one viewpoint, and couldn't do that with google tasks it has to be i have to physically switch from one to the other and uh, then yeah, That's yeah. and then i was looking at to and it's like okay well i know gunner's a big fan and let me let me give that a look and i i did and it's a much you know like the the remember the milk interface hasn't changed from when you used it last seriously <laughs> right. like what was it like like 15 years ago or something but yeah. and so yeah. it's like it and so it's like all right i'll try out to todoist and, and everything and i started poking around and it's like i was really enjoying the uh like what what really hooked me on remember the milk was when you showed me how you could do like the um a lot of keyboard keyboard navigation like the vi style like scrolling up and down and you mm-hmm. could do hash marks and a carrot and you know, and everything, and um, to really like type in be very productive without having to touch a mouse. and I couldn't get that to work, uh, or Todoist didn't have the rich uh keyboard navigation that uh, remember the milk has, so it's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. But I did find out over the weekend the uh, Todoist shortcuts browser extension, which I passed along to you, and I didn't know if you got a if you care, or if you, if you checked it out, or um, if if that's even a problem for you,
1: yeah, no, I uh, I agree. Remember, the book is much more keyboard friendly than Todoist.
0: That is mm-hmm. that is definitely true.
1: I was really excited about seeing these uh, shortcuts. So so uh, some some dude on GitHub has has created a bunch of key bindings for the for all the Todoist apps. I am interested in teaching myself in getting these installed and and teaching myself some of these shortcuts because. Um, it, it definitely would make things faster. Although I find, you know, uh, that my, the thing I need to optimize for speed wise is actually the entry of the tasks and mm-hmm. the moving around the tasks and kind of the post entry management of the tasks. I actually don't mind that being uh, mouse driven, um, okay. just cause I'm not, I'm not quite thinking that fast anyway. Um, mm-hmm. but the, uh, uh, and so I find, like you know, I'm doing a lot of my entry actually on using, you know, voice agents like Siri or Google yep. Assistant or something like that. Yep. Um, that's I'm, I'm usually using that for capture um, mm-hmm. or a quick keystroke on my on my laptop, and then I just, you know, fill in the entry and then hit enter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm finding myself less dependent on the keyboard shortcuts than I had before. But there were some, there were so I could there were some in there that I, I could see would definitely be useful. I think the uh, to do a shortcuts project. Anybody who is keyboard heavy or knows VI <laughs> and, and is also using Todoist, that uh, that Venn diagram, uh, which yeah. probably has about 10, 10 people in it, I think, including right. me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, especially, uh, yeah. Extra points, by the way, for uh, uh, Escape colon Q being the uh, quit command.
0: Um, yeah, that was a that was nice work. Yeah. Well, there's there's also uh, Emacs bindings if if you don't like VI. <laughs> Seriously. No,
1: I know. I I, <laughs> I I decided not to mention those as a matter of uh, personal choice. <laughs> that's a cool, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. So right. we got the really this is a, a really uh, uh, w- this is what people pay for uh, with this show. We got we got some good stuff lined up. Uh, for this I'm excited. So, yeah, we're going to talk about mind controlled computing. We're going to talk about computer-controlled minds and uh, mm-hmm. AI-controlled doppelgangers. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. That's yep. great. And, uh, yeah, so where, where do we want to send people for all the show notes?
1: Oh, yeah, if uh, people need links to uh, the to do with shortcuts or uh, Ministry for the Future or anything else we've talked about on the show, we can go to uh, dgshow.org. That's D as in Dave, G is in Gunner, show.org
0: yep and then uh cutting room floor we got uh um i never knew this that there there are sinks that are designed just for you to vomit into so um <laughs> so uh, whenever you want to uh, do some remodeling you know consider that like there's one of them i uh, i uh i really enjoyed was it had like this like shower head uh thing and then the the drain is like very very thick uh to get like all the chunky stuff so um, oh that is nice. Yeah, they put that's a lot good. of thought into it.
1: Yeah. Usually when I need a sink for uh for vomiting, that's usually kind of a battlefield promotion situation. Uh right. as far as the sink is concerned, I'm usually <laughs>
0: right. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I never thought to have a uh something like a purpose built vomitorium. That seems uh
0: yeah, or it's a cry for help of uh Yeah. Whenever... <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, for sure. Um yeah, the party hardy. And then, um, yeah, the other thing is that the, uh, the people that, you know, we're talking about those masks that have like people's faces on them. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's an, they have evolved where the people that make them, they have a version that has, it's a mask that has a mask, a a picture of a mask on, on the person's chin. So, (laughs) yeah. So that way it's like, you could look like you're not wearing your mask, but you really are.
1: Right. That's a nice compromise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something for everybody. Yeah. And then, uh, the pink trombone, you you got the, uh, which sounds really, uh, inappropriate, um, or like a, like a, uh, was it spinal tap song, but, um, (laughs) yeah. So, um, uh, you got to try that out. So do you want, do you want to try to describe that?
1: Yeah. Um, it's a, uh, it's a diagram of, uh, the human, uh, Mouth, nose, tongue, uh, uh, soft palate, hard palate, etc. And using your mouse, you can manipulate it and uh, see how the noise changes as you uh, Mm -hmm. move it around. Um, And uh, very much like giving a kid a drum set, I am looking forward to uh, unleashing Soren on this and seeing what kind of music he can
0: make. (laughs) For hours. Yeah.
1: Hours, Uh yes. With headphones on, for sure.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh yeah, closing that out, we got a uh, a lot of vintage uh haircuts uh that are they just they they have withstood the test of time if you ask me.
1: I agree. I agree. You know, some some haircuts some haircuts are meant to communicate uh, uh wealth. Um others are mm-hmm. meant to communicate a uh, a kind of a no nonsense kind of approach to life and others just communicate um I have a lot of pomade available to me.
0: Mhm. And, the uh, it is. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, look at, look at that guy. That hair goes four to five inches over his scalp. Good for mm-hmm.
0: him. Defies gravity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's still, still, uh, yeah. But yeah, these pictures, uh, they look like they're at least a hundred years old, but uh, they, they could have been from on somebody's Twitter account uh, posting pictures. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Easily. I thought there's, there's one dude, uh, we like from, uh, uh, from Eaton Falls, Vermont, who's rocking kind of a Colin Kaepernick thing in 1889.
0: Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and speaking of, well, let's, let's, let's dive right into it. But the, um, the one thing that you found is from an AI perspective, uh, you found, uh, some uh, a, a game that you could play where you could choose between uh, human-generated code and GPT-2 generated code.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's it shows you actual source code, and you have to guess whether a robot generated it or whether a human generated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I tried this for a while. I am terrifically bad at figuring out which is which.
0: Yes, that's the most shocking part to me. Of like, yeah, it, it's like really well written code with variables, and it it makes sense. It's not like it it doesn't look like machine language. It was disassembled and jammed into C. It like looks real. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's like right. it does something and it's plausible.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think, oh well, you know, from the from the comments or lack of comments, I could figure it out. No, no, none of that helps. It's a uh, totally yeah. inscrutable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, looks I, it, it made me feel like it maybe passed a Turing, a kind of a Turing test.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And, or, or like a CAPTCHA that you get to pick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get to choose whether it's a human or you're a human. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a very, very, <laughs> very bad CAPTCHA. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, speaking of deception, um, there's like, you know, how, like, uh, I don't know about you, but do you, have you been getting like, like whether it's fake people on Twitter or fake people on LinkedIn and they're not using real people's faces, they're using like AI generated ones. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's, I think it's because it's, it's a way to, since they're, they're AI generated, you can generate essentially an infinite number of fake people. And uh, so you don't have to worry about uh, being flagged as spam due to your headshot. And uh, right. so there's a company uh, called generated.photos that they can sell you unique worry-free uh, fake people for two ninety nine a piece or a thousand for a thousand bucks. Huh. Yep.
1: That's gotta be a, uh... Oh, I guess you really got to trust them not to, not to be reusing the same faces though, huh?
0: Yes. True. True. And, and I don't know if it's, yeah, I guess it, they say it's unique. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. And, and they just, and who knows, I don't know how cheap it is to grind them out. You know, maybe it is pretty straightforward <laughs> to, you know, just keep making folk people that are slightly different.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yep. And then, um, yeah, there's. Uh, did Did you see Rosebud
1: I've been seeing that. Uh, it's been very popular on Twitter in the last week. This yeah. universe, I, and so this kind of takes a still photo and uh, and animates it in a plausible way, right?
0: Yes, and and so well, there's this one that is there's the one from the genealogy people.
1: Yes, there we go.
0: Yes, and that this one is different. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so go ahead and check that out. But it's like you can actually um it's like AI generated people that are animated. And huh. like you can Yeah, and you can um go through and generate like a continuum of different people. And um there's a there's another oh the talking heads, I think that's the one that that you really want to check out. Um where you you basically type in uh you, uh you type in some text and then it will generate a video of uh that fake AI person talking.
1: Oh, I see, and talking heads T-O-K-K-I-N-G- Talking Heads. So like I could uh So rather than putting my own reputation at risk, uh, becoming a TikTok influencer, I could actually just create a brand new face and personality, and that person could be—I could be publishing as that person on TikTok.
0: Yes, and it's and you can create thousands of them. So, nice. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, that's out there. That's fun. Um, William
1: William Gibson is here. He's just not evenly distributed.
0: And I'm sure you saw the uh, TikTok uh, Tom Cruise deepfakes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow! Although, yeah.
1: Yeah. Those are pretty good. Those are pretty good.
0: Yeah, those are like unbelievably good. And have you seen the actual actor that is like what he looks like that that did that?
1: No. No. Is he yeah. uh, is he green with a lot of like white ping pong balls on his face?
0: No. No, it was um, it was uh, a guy that kind of looks like uh, Tom Cruise, and he's like a, a Tom Cruise impersonator. And um, okay. so that's what they started with, and all they did was just like overlay Tom Cruise's face on top of it. And yeah, they said that I forget what it is. they it, they spent an inordinate amount of time like like touching it up and perfecting it. You know, it was like a ton of work for them to create just these couple second things. And they said that you could still see the flaws in it if you look closely enough. But, like, but some of them, like, like the guy, the guy's eating a lollipop, which you, you would think that there would be like you're breaking some sort of barrier of the person's face, of the, the lollipop going in the person's mouth and all that. And, but it was like, I, I couldn't see it myself in terms of, uh, like I, it looked so real to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah,
0: yep. it's great. And then great. there's yeah the other one with uh, the generated photos is um, the the other selling point that they have is um, using generative media to generate your own doppelganger. And so basically, you upload a headshot, and it will find a close-ish match to you of what you look like and mm-hmm. you could use that in your social medias for um you know so like from a privacy standpoint you could have that be your avatar as opposed to your real headshot
1: right right although here's a, here's my question though about this generated dot photos service is i get the premise that I, I can create a face that's like mine but different enough where i'm i uh um where i'm not like leaking leaking information about my face um but why pay for a service like this when the dmv will do it for free
0: yeah right right it's great yep yep but what do you what do you think i i pasted one in there does that picture look like me or is that just like a like a like a cousin
1: like a cousin, like a cousin, I had a similar yeah. I, I, had, I had a worse experience than you. I uh, um, uh, when I when I uploaded my my picture the, the picture that came back, it was consistent in what I thought I looked like, but I don't think anybody would accuse it of being my doppelganger. I think it was a uh, uh, we, we both had brown hair. Yes. I'll start to, I mean that, that's mostly that that's mostly what it seemed to key off of <laughs> but yeah. It was, yeah, it was not it was not great. Like, yeah. But this guy, I gotta tell you, Dave, your do- your doppelganger is a good looking guy. He's a kind uh, yeah. of handsome, good chin yeah. on the guy. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, more, yeah, yeah. More of a forehead than a five head. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's uh, shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about mind control. Um, oh. Okay. There. Yeah. So uh, there is, like, you know, that we we're, we're talking about brain computer interfaces and things like that. Um, there's a company called NextMind, and they, they have a development kit. I think it's like 300 bucks or something like that, that is this thing that you put on your head. You could wear it with a um, uh, virtual reality goggles if you want and all that. And um, it, it has uh, like nine sets of two-pronged electrodes that make contact with your skin. So you, you kind of need to like, like uh, what do they say, like comb it into your hair. To like move it back Mm -hmm. and forth to get it to like touch, to have the the probes like touch your skin, which is like the back of your head. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't really read your thoughts, but it um, can detect where your active visual focus is. And when you focus on a specific item, um, it can generate a signal that can be translated into pressing an action or like hold and move or a bunch of like output results. And so like, there's some interesting videos of it where, you know, imagine there's like, there's a woman, there's a guy um, through these videos that are like, they're wearing a virtual reality headset and they're moving their heads around. They're not touching any joystick at all. And it's like first person shooter and they're like blowing things up. So they just look at something for a minute and then it just blows up and then they turn their head, they look at something else and then it blows up. And, um, in the video, one of the quotes from the video, it was, uh, blow up enemies with the power of your mind.
1: <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, that shredding company we talked about a few months ago. Uh, the future is here and it must be destroyed.
0: Yes. Yeah, everything must be yeah. destroyed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, wow. That's uh, like, in some ways, that's kind of scary. Uh, and also for a motto, that's kind of scary. But, uh, but I, I think that it could be great for like, the physically disabled that are, um, you know, like using gaze as a way to uh, like move in on an electric wheelchair or something like that by just like, like, you know, where they have very limited uh, motor skills. um, This could be like awesome for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, um, that's, that's where, that's where my mind went as well. Um, I think, it's funny all these brain interfaces like unless you're really intent on uh controlling like rc cars and stuff like that which seems to be kind of the state of things mm-hmm. um uh, but the idea that you could at least accomplish this it sounds like it, you can accomplish a specific set of ta- predefined tasks using your mm-hmm. brain mm-hmm. um that sounds that sounds pretty good i'm not sure if you're fully abled i can't imagine that being useful but i can imagine it being way better than a you know helper monkey I guess.
0: <laughs> true that's not the first thing i would have thought of but yes um <laughs> no i can imagine the guy with the little the organ grinder guy and the monkey and uh but but yeah it's uh, like for the abled person like i could imagine like a like there's are probably all kind of military applications too for like controlling drones and um all kind of stuff like that of like or, or also think about like a fighter pilot that is like trying to like guide something. So instead of using your eyes to tell your hands where to, to guide something, it's like, all you have to do is gaze at it and, and it blows up. Um, right. So yeah. Yeah. Blow up enemies with the power of your mind. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Speaking of minds, uh, hmm. um Interesting article I saw where um, ultrasonic waves are used to control monkeys' decisions.
1: <laughs> That's that sounds to me <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty good, and I'm pretty sure the monkeys deserved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? Well, what they're doing is that uh, there's these researchers. They have these high-frequency sound waves, and if you aim them at specific brain regions, you can influence their behavior.
1: Interesting. And so, in, in how specific can you get?
0: Well, the, the what they were doing was um, uh, they were, let's see here. They were shown to influence a decision of monkeys to look either left or right at a target on the screen um, despite prior training to prefer one target over the other. So imagine the monkey is like you, you put on the left you have a banana and then on the right you have an apple and the monkeys like bananas or whatever, you know? And so you train the monkey to, to look at the banana, right? And you reward the banana or you reward the monkey to keep looking at the banana. And, um, and then you switch it back and forth, right? Where it's like you flip the banana and the apple left and right and everything. And then uh, they turned on the ultrasonic beam And what they were able to do is have the monkey, instead of looking at the banana, would look at the apple. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like, it was, you know, so there was these, it started to get, the article got like metaphysical in terms of like, you know, do people really have free will and all that. And, um, and they said that it was, uh, also a um, it, it's more about influencing their choices as opposed to um, making them do something yeah you know, so instead of it being like a stimulus response, it was more about a, a, like a higher order brain function of having them prefer looking in one direction or the other
1: right, right okay, so it's not just like a uh, Pavlovian right
0: right, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's like, Oh, if I, if I poke this area of the brain, they're going to look to the left. It's, it's mm-hmm. more of a, if I, if I poke this area of the brain, their preference is going to change in a particular way. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: I'll, yeah. Huh. And all it requires is an ultrasonic wave. You say,
0: yeah, to just be shot at your head. Um, yes. And, um, Yes and and yeah they they said that they were influencing choice and um uh they said that uh that there are it it opens up the possibility of non-invasive non-drug treatments for addictions such as alcohol binge eating and uh compulsive behaviors.
1: Right that well that would be the good news right
0: there wouldn't be any downside to this right how could this be used for <laughs> You know, getting people to make different uh, choices that that they don't necessarily want to make. How how could that be bad?
1: Yeah, that's right. And and helping people make decisions without them even being aware that they are being influenced. What could uh, mm-hmm. what could go wrong?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just put that right outside the polling location and shoot it in the. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and. Oh, fun related thing of like, um, you can actually, uh, there's a guy that uh, he came up with um, using, uh, it's just like hacker guy um, that I think he was using an Arduino. Yeah. So that um, uh, he was using that basically had, uh, he got like an EEG component out of a toy that can track when your attention drifts.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So imagine... Um, you're uh, looking at an object on the screen and then if all of a sudden your attention drifts, it could, you know, the computer would know that your attention has drifted.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. And so, um, so things like uh, they, you know, they were thinking about, um, so this, the, they said that there's a neuro sky chip found in old star Wars toys like um, the 2009 Force Trainer game, and uh, you could still buy it off of eBay and whatnot for about 40 to 80 bucks. And the transmit and receive pins are labeled on the board of the toy, so it's easy to hook up to an Arduino. And so, mm-hmm. and so by doing that, the EEG can sense when somebody's paying attention. And mm-hmm. you know he's thinking that oh, this would be a great study aid. So that whenever somebody's attention is drifting. Um, it's a way to bring them back uh, into uh, focusing on what should be focused on. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. I guess if you have a cold, dark heart, that would be a good application for it.
0: <laughs> it or an like... ultrasonic uh, <laughs> uh, beam in, in conjunction, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's right.
1: Tie these two things together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's a Yeah. Yeah, we, um, should, we should introduce these two people to uh, work together <laughs> on something. And what, what could go wrong, right? Yeah.
1: Well, see, where I, where I thought you were going with this EEG thing is um, uh, like hooking up your car uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that you're paying appropriate attention,
0: right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, your car does that, right? Like whenever you, uh, if you take your hands off the wheel or whatever, or, or um, like attention tracking.
1: Yeah, I know some. Yeah, I know some cars do. I don't know if my car does because my attention is always on the road, Dave. So I've There's never that. been warned. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, they usually do it though by like uh, video, right? Like you're looking at your looking mm-hmm. at the eyes to make sure the eyes are facing in the right direction. Um, yep. But if uh, yeah, this is hmm, that's interesting. So because the EEG presumably, I guess it would what check my daydreaming, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, like visual uh, uh, so he's using an eye tracker to, um, you know, like with a camera, right. To, Mm -hmm. to, uh, to detect that and combine the eye tracker with the EEG. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, and so, yeah, no downside on that either. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The relentless march of progress over here.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, no, I, that's, um, I can only, you know, and th- these are the types of things that are like, like, no way, you know, like, if people use this in a movie plot, they'd be like, oh, no way, that's, that's not believable. But it's like, yeah, yeah 40 to 80 bucks. Yeah, let's, let's track your attention. Yeah,
1: and that, uh, t- that tells me, yeah, uh, we ought to, we ought to outlaw this, u- the use of this before the insurance companies find out that it exists.
0: Yes, we're really Zoom. Cool. Or Zoom, yeah, that's right? right. To see how much you're paying attention in the meeting and, and uh, get get some metrics back to people. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. yeah. So last thing, um, yeah. you know, COVID, all that. Um, do you know the difference between vaccination, immunization, and inoculation?
1: Uh, yeah, vaccination is uh, when you're injected with uh, cow stuff and immunization is uh when you're uh something else and then inoculation is uh when you are free of blame did i get that right
0: Uh, i haven't heard of the free of blame one okay (laughs) yeah um yeah that's yeah interesting but okay so inoculation Mm -hmm. that is that goes back to the 15th century of grafting A bud or another plant onto a separate plant but into a separate plant in order to cultivate a new plant so imagine you're taking um like uh like um like uh, implanting smallpox pathogens onto unafflicted patients and that is uh inoculation right so it's like you're taking two things you're putting them together that's what you got right yeah. um yeah. yes and and um, there is uh and, and also uh, inoculation was originally specific to transferring pathogenic matter through skin lesions uh, but nowadays uh, inoculation it, um, uh, we uh, have modified the term where it's also good for a needle nasal spray or anything like that so you don't necessarily have to um, In order to be inoculated, have skin lesions and have it rubbed on there. So, got it? Got it. it. Vaccination, you're right. Uh, So, uh, vaca, the Latin word for cow, um, is the root of vaccination. And that's where, um, you know, they were using uh, cowpox to immunize people against uh, smallpox. And um, that virus uh, that caused cowpox was known as a vaccina. And um, yes, so that's that's how that happened, right? And the word vaccine first referred only to cowpox injections that protected against smallpox, but now it has expanded and um, can be with other types of things beyond uh, smallpox. And immunization is the result of being vaccinated or inoculated.
1: Ah, okay, all right. Now it all comes together. I got you. Yes.
0: Oh, you're thinking immunity. Um, yes. Which isn't inoculation. So with, um, yeah, so immunization is the result of, so if you get vaccinated or inoculated, you are, um, you get the uh, the benefit of, of being immunized against a particular uh, malady. Nice.
1: Got it. Oh, that's helpful. That's good to know. Because I... Yeah. I, I Probably like you, I've been using these interchangeably, right?
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it's that's where um, uh, you know um, this is going to really up your game at the future cocktail parties if we have <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so have you uh, have you been uh, have you been uh, well? I guess I guess these uh, I guess these injections that they're handing out now, these are all what inoculations or vaccinations.
0: Uh so let's see, let's let's see if we get this right. So I think the vaccination is more towards like the injection part. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's cow related, but but I think we need to be inoculated against COVID in order to be immunized.
1: Yes. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, this is great.
1: I learned something today.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's only Monday. <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, good. So, if, if people need to get those uh, masks with the uh, chins on the bottom, with the with the mask, uh, the mask with the mask on them, um, or to they want to play the pink charm bone, so to speak, uh, where, where do we need to send them? <laughs> they, can,
1: they can go to dgshow.org. That's a uh, D as and Dave. G's and Gunner Show.org. Awesome. It's great. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.
0: Thanks, everybody.